And you'll hit a bottleneck eventually either way, I think, Ron, but there's a line. Like you need to make sure you're ready to send that 10,000 mailers. Do not just, just because you have the money doesn't mean you need to just blast it out because you're going to end up just wasting the money. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you unlock your potential freedom through land investing, real estate investing, and entrepreneurship. Hey, everyone. This is episode 112 of the Real Estate Investing Podcast, discussing growing your business by sending more mail. I'm your host, Daniel Apke, joined again by my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. Before we get into the show, let's go over a question from one of our featured Discord members. Today's question is from Jesse. Jesse asked, are there any tips you guys have for choosing my first county to mail? I may be overthinking it, but I'm struggling with this part. So pretty much, Ron, she's telling us she's a little bit paralyzed by analyze. So let's get into that. Yeah, a little bit of analysis paralysis. Um, that's a that's a common thing. It's not like a, something you should beat yourself up about, Jesse. It's very very common. Like you you just at the end of the day, like pulling data on the different counties, looking at things. If you're a part of the course, like taking how we do it, we have an advanced module on county selection as well. But like we always say, and we always go back to, I feel like if you're following the way we teach things, that even if even if not, like you can do this in any county. There are ways to successfully do this in any county in the country. So there isn't really, there are places that I wouldn't mail myself, but there isn't really like a bad spot to mail. One thing I do tell beginners not to mail, Daniel, and this is one of the bigger mistakes I see is mailing Florida. Florida is extremely wet. So I would just literally stay out of that complete state. What you want to look at, you want to look at the type of land you're going to be mailing to. So if you send 10,000 mailers to Florida, I bet 6,000 of them are wetland, floodplain, whatever. So find an area that has more consistent land that's not 100% wet or stuff like that. So that's one area that to give you some advice, if you're looking at Florida, I would stay away from there. Or just pull up map right and look at the floods on North Florida borders, Georgia, there's plenty of dry areas in Florida, you just need to go north, anything above the pan or below the panhandle, I'd stay away from just because it's literally the highest elevation in all Florida run is 354. And that's in the north somewhere 354 feet, the highest peak. Um, so you got to realize that. So everything's underwater pretty much at sea level or below and it floods. So if you go Northern Florida, a lot of it's dry. You got to pull up map, right? If you are going to go after Florida, we've made money in Florida. We've seen people do it. We tell people to stay away from it because they'll, what they do is typically go down to the Miami area or around here around on the West coast and pick hot areas. And those like HOA subdivisions are all underwater. It's very difficult to do. It's more of a specialty. If you get your feet under you, you're making good money. You can go down there and specialize in Florida. No doubt in my mind, but let's get into the show run. Growing your business by sending more mail. There are other things you need to consider to grow your business around like operations and how you're actually pricing and hiring and scaling and building a company and that type of stuff, Ron. But let's let's talk about actually scaling up your marketing because that's how you get more leads. That's how you get more acquisitions. Yeah, for sure. This I, I really like this topic because at the end of the day, like you can be as efficient with your thousand mailers as you want or whatever you're sending. Uh, for every thousand mailers, you can be as efficient as you want, but there is a limit to the amount of deals per mail. And the way to scale up 
your business to make more money in 2023, if you've been doing this for six months, eight months, whatever it is, is to send more mail. You don't want to lose your efficiency and you still want to be, as far as like pricing all that, you still want to follow all that stuff and you don't want to just throw mail out the door because that's going to be costly and you might not end up getting more deals like that. But do your same stuff in terms of how you price, how you select counties and up that. That's the purpose of this episode. Going into 2023, I know people are setting their goals right now, Daniel, and I want you guys to meet and pass your goals. And to do that, you're going to need to send more mail if you're trying to grow from what you did in 2022. Absolutely. And let's go into, let's talk about beginners, Ron, and how much mail we suggest. So we had our previous episode, if you guys haven't listened, we talked about at first what to send. We usually say, you know, three to 5,000 a month, anywhere from 1250 mailers to 2,500 per mailer is what we recommend. And then send two of those in a one month period, pretty much is what we recommended in the previous episode. Go back and listen to that. But for this round, let's talk about, okay, we're beginner, we're new, but we've gone past our first few months, we've acquired some properties, maybe month like three to six, three to eighth round. Yeah, I think that's a really good spot to kind of look at. So the first three months are kind of like a, it's kind of like a tornado, you're going to get some deals, it's going to be crazy, like a lot of stuff's going to happen. But the main thing that's going to happen in those first three months is you're going to learn a ton, not just from our education, not just from our webinars, but from actually taking action from sending that mail, evaluating your mailers. So you've done that, hopefully you've added a few systems. So months three to six, if you've done, let's say you've done 3000 mailers your first three months, you've got two deals, something like that. Let's make sure your processes, what you want to look at in your business is where are you struggling with those 3000 mailers? Like, is there something, are you still answering the phones yourself? All right, let's look into an answering service and then up that to 5,000 mailers. Let's uh, look into the CRM and then up that to 5,000 mailers. So make sure your processes and your systems aren't too strained at your, and they might be just because you're so new, but make sure you're not too strained with what you're doing. And then let's up that 50% or something like that. If you sent 3000, let's go up to 5000 these next couple months. And that's how you're going to grow your business going into next year. There's not much more to it, Dana. Like you just got to make sure you're not too, like if you sent 3000 mailers, let's just do three to six, Daniel, because it makes more or 2,500. If you sent 2,500 mailers, you got 20 calls, you get 20 calls from that, you got to assume you're going to get 40 calls if you send 5,000 mailers. And you're going to assume you get 10 PAs instead of five PAs. So you're going to have 10 things to do due diligence on opposed to five. So everything's going to double, make sure you're ready for that. So we're talking about amping it up to around 5,000, Ron? Yeah, I, I think that's the spot to be, Daniel, if you're in three to six months, like if you're ready to take this, if you have the goal to eventually leave your nine to five from this business, like you're going to need to be sending 5,000 mailers months, three to, I mean, it doesn't have to be, you could do 3,000 for the first six months, whatever it is. But if you're trying to scale this up and grow, like I think 5,000 is a really good spot. You can definitely do this by yourself. You can definitely do this amount with a nine to five job. You just need your systems in place. Yeah, completely agree. Five to 7,000, four to 7,000 as you're scaling it up, continue to scale your operations. Like I said at the beginning, scale your processes, your operations, hire when needed, outsource everything you can, scrubbing, answering the phone calls, things to free your time up so you can send more mail and, and continue to grow in that aspect, Ron. Let's talk about when's a good time to actually increase it, Ron, increase your mail volume now. Yeah, so 
I mean, we kind of just touched on it, Dan, a little bit. Um, so, I mean, it's when your systems are ready in place, you are, and that's what we kind of do. That's when we up our mail is like, all right, we have our people in place, our salesperson's trains, our transaction coordinator can definitely take on 25% more PAs to be able to do due diligence on them. All right, let's send 25% more mail. So that's when you kind of want to, and it kind of goes right into me answering the first question, Dan. Uh, when your systems, your processes are in place, where you can expect if you double your mail, you're gonna do- everything else is gonna double. Um, obviously, you want to make sure your finances are in line as well, which we haven't really touched base on too much. That's the biggest thing for most people, Ron, is how much money do you, are they willing to invest in the in the mail before necessarily get. Maybe they did get a result, maybe not. Maybe they have some deals that they're. That's the thing when you're month three to six, Ron. You have a lot of deals you're acquiring typically, but they're for sale still. That's what I see. Like three to six is there's like a line. Once you get past like that three to six and you have that money to reinvest, like your properties are all for sale and then you sell them and you have that money and then no problem. I'll send $10,000 worth of mail right now. Um, That's how people kind of, but you got to get through that month three to six typically to sell and turn those properties. And then you have $23,000 was our average profit last year on or this, this year, 2022. So you have 23, you know, 46, you name it, whatever deals you acquired to reinvest. But what about if someone doesn't have enough money? They just they just don't. They need to sell some properties. Yeah, I mean, you want to, if you've bought, that's why we say fund or get deal funding for your first few deals because you're not looking, a lot of people who fund and use all their money for their first few deals, then months three to six, all they're doing is trying to sell their land and they can't afford to send mail. Even if they have a profitable business, the cash flow isn't there because you haven't sold anything. If you get deal funding, you have all that those marketing funds that you would have used to buy that property in that first situation. And now you can keep on scaling up your business. That is, and it's, it's really difficult for people to understand this when they start getting deals that are buy for 20,000, sell for 40,000, and they might have 20,000 in the bank. Um, they use all that and then they don't have any deal flow. They have no more deals they can buy because they can't send any mail. Not necessarily they can't buy them because they don't have money because there's always money out there. They can't buy them because they don't have any leads because they're out of marketing money. Exactly. No, we see that a lot. That is where you don't want, you never want your deal funding to take away money from being able to send more mail because then you're losing money, right? Then you're just absolutely losing money. Instead of having splitting a profit with the deal funder, you just can't send any more mail, so you're not going to get any more results. It deal funding, funding your own deals at first slows people down so so much, and you do not want that. You want to be able to send as you save all your money. People are like, "Oh, I have fifteen thousand dollars, Ron. I want to buy my first one myself." It's not how you should look at it. Say I have fifteen thousand dollars, I can spend the next six months sending five thousand mailers every single month for six months, and think of all the results that's going to give you, Ron, you're going to have 30 properties that you're, you're buying for great margins. And then you're selling them for double the money and making all that profit with using deal funders money. I don't know, maybe we need to talk about this more because I, I see it. And it's just a natural instinct. I guess people want to max out their potential profit. You got to realize when you buy a property, all that is is potential profit. You don't have any cash. Um, so if you're using all your money, and I think we do need to talk about this more, maybe in webinar stuff like that, you know, because how often I'm seeing it, there was someone I was talking to last night who was saying, uh, uh, he might need funding for a deal that's coming up if he doesn't sell a property. Like if you're that back to back, all right, you have money maybe to buy this property, but what are you going to do next month when this new property is listed for sale and you have no marketing funds? And that's how it, it buying one property for $10,000 and then having to wait to sell it for twenty. dollars 
before you can send more mail, like it is going to be way slower than getting a deal funder on board, building that relationship, because eventually you're going to have way more deals. There's always going to be more deals than the amount of money you have. There just always is. So building those relationships early, taking care of your deal funders is so, so important. And right now in the community, Aaron, we there is more available money than deals out there, which is good, but it might not always be like that as, as we keep growing and land investing gets more popular. Like right now, there's so many deal funders there with money and cash ready to give it because they've done really well with land flipping run and land investing that they have excess money and they want to put it to work and because it's sitting there in their bank, if not, and they know land. So why not just invest in other people's deals? That's what we do. That's what a lot of people do. Um, but until you're to that point, Ron, deal funding is so important because as money gets tighter and there's less deal funders or there's just more land deals, so all the deal funders' money's gone, having those relationships, Ron, is very important because now you've worked with us 10 times. We're going to prioritize you. Your deal funder is going to prioritize you, whatever your situation is, because you've done them well. You guys have a win-win great relationship. And that's something to always consider. Absolutely. It's a, it's a really important thing. But uh, let's get into... Cause let's get back on the mail part, Dan, because that, that is a really important part. And that's something we're going to be talking about more uh, because I, I, I just have seen it really consistently. So what I was seeing like two months ago, Dan, was people just like rushing when they get PAs to send it the title, not doing due diligence. And I feel like we really touched on that quite a bit. And now we're kind of, I'm seeing this other issue with newer people where they're using all their funds and they don't have marketing funds. So we'll, we'll touch base on that more. We'll, we'll explain it more a little bit. Um, but uh can you send too much mail, Daniel? Like, when do you know you're, when do you think you're sending too much mail? I think that's a really good point to kind of get at and talk about. No, I like that a lot. And the, the short answer is yes, absolutely. You can send way too much mail. You don't want to get ahead of your operations and systems and processes and skills. Most importantly, you don't want to get ahead of your skills because at first you don't have many skills. So you're going to send all this mail without skills and spend all this money without having the skills. And that's the important thing. You got to learn as you go, Ron. And you're going to learn pricing, title, due diligence, all this stuff as you go. If you're just blasting out 20,000 up front, Ron, 20,000 mailers, you're getting all these calls. You don't even know what you're looking at. So you want to scale up with your expertise, I think. And that's the most important thing to look at. And then secondly, Ron, your operations. How much can you handle? How many phone calls can you handle? How many deals in your pipeline can you handle? Um, other things to consider is just, how much due diligence can you do? How much time can you spend looking at each deal and evaluating it, Ron? So as you scale your mail, your operations need to scale and your skill set, I think, is the most important thing because you're going to buy bad deals. You're going to buy missed things in due diligence. You're going to miss phone calls and lose deals that you could have had if you answered or called back sooner. Things like that are something to consider. Yeah, I think as your skills grow, one of the things I see the most with people who are one month in getting their first phone calls back versus six months in is how fast the people who are six months in can throw away deals, Daniel, um, can throw, can recognize like this isn't going to work versus one month in like every PA they get back, they're starting due diligence. They're calling people, uh, they're calling the County doing all this, which is understandable. But when you can start throwing away or just telling the seller, like this isn't going to work because X, Y, or Z, and that's when you're like at six months, your education, your skills up, that is going to save you so much time. That's when you can kind of start scaling up. But if you're at one month and you're taking an hour, two hours, three hours for every PA you get, like it's hard. You can send too much mail very, very easily because you're just it, scaling your mail up does not necessarily mean you're going to get more deals because if you're not prepared to 
for what what uh, comes after sending more mail, which is your operations are going to be tested if you're not prepared. And that's when you are sending too much mail and you're probably spending too much money on uh, marketing. And you'll hit a bottleneck eventually either way, I think, Ron, but there's a line like you need to make sure you're ready to send that 10,000 mailers. Do not just just because you have the money doesn't mean you need to just blast it out because you're going to end up just wasting the money. Save it. Send mail consistently, 2,000 mailers, whatever we said last episode, 1,250 to 2,500, and do that every week or two and scale up that way instead of just bulk sending 5, 10,000. That's not the way to do it. That's going to be hard on your operations and it's just going to lead to poor results in my mind. I don't have much to add to sending too much mail. The short answer is yes, do not send, do not overload yourself by sending too much mail unless you have the skill sets and operations ready to go. Yep. And sometimes you don't know your operations are tested until you send too much mail and like, oh, crap, um, I, I need to back this up. Like this is 20% too much of what I can do. Let me either fix my operations and keep sending that volume of mail or let me back up on the mail volume a little bit. But at the end of the day, sending more mail is how you make more money, but everything's got to line up with it. It can't just be more mail with everything else being the same. Everything else needs to be improved with the mail. Our biggest bottleneck with this stuff is people, Daniel. Like we need to make sure our processes are pretty good. Our systems are pretty good. Um, we, we're scale The way we scale up our mail is with people by uh, hiring people, hiring more transaction printers, all that, more salespeople. But uh I think this was a really good episode. It is how you scale your business, sending more mail. But like I said, everything has to line up with it. Completely agree. Other than that, Ron, that's all I have. Thank you everyone for joining. If you guys have already not, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share this with someone who could really value from this podcast episode. If they're interested in investing, real estate, whatever it is, it really helps our business grow and we appreciate your guys' feedback. As always, see you guys next episode and thank you for joining. Thanks guys.